I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. We're taking calls. We're going to start the show in a second, but let me tell you something. We want to hear your story. We love your stories. I can't do this show without your stories, and we want them. 800-996-4505. You can call whenever you want. We record the show at different times now that we're doing podcasts. We save the calls, you know, voicemail. We get back to you. We work it out. We've been doing a bunch of shows. It works pretty good. Leave some callback numbers. 800-996-4505. Of course, emails work. I know you like the stories, but emails, sometimes people can't call in. Send me an email, len at lentillum.com. All kinds of legal problems solved. It doesn't have to be trusts and estates, who gets your stuff when you die, the kinds of things we do, you know, nine to five other times, any kind of a legal problem. We'd love to hear from you. 800-996-4505 or len at lentillum.com. And let's start this show now. Mary in Alviso. How come you're calling a lawyer? I'm being sued for a personal loan to, to buy a home. Yeah. I've missed one payment. I have clear title to the home, and there's no paperwork. Wait, wait a second. Who's suing you? Tell me what he's suing you for. He, he took on a line of credit with his name on it and everything else. I have been unemployed for a year. I have not been able to make payments. I've missed one payment. Wait, wait, let, me, let me ask you some questions, Mary. How much did this guy lend you? 98000 he lent you $98,000. What did you give him in exchange for $98,000? Absolutely nothing. I've known him since I was very young. And what was the promise you made to him? I told him that I would try to get him to sign a paper to give me a strict payment, you know, monthly payments. And all he's been sending me is their line, equity line of credit. And it's been wait, wait, wait a second. This guy borrowed $98,000 on an equity line of credit to lend it to you? Yes. So he must be paying 6 7 8% on this money. He's not. I had been paying, but the payments were fluctuating. And I asked him for a financial statement. Wait, Mary, i, I got to interrupt you. Sure. I'm talking to you. You make it sound like it's his fault, like he did something wrong. What did he do wrong? I didn't say he did anything wrong. I'm just saying is that he's threatened to sue me because I'm unemployed. I have not... And I've missed one payment. I want to know what my rights are since there's absolutely no paperwork involved. Oh, okay. He can sue you. You entered into what's called an oral contract with him. Okay. And it doesn't sound, you know, most times when you borrow money like that, the contract, I wouldn't lend anybody $98,000 unless I had something in writing and a note secure. I wouldn't lend anybody $98,000, period. Maybe a family member. But usually when a bank lend you that money always they have you do the terms that you, you know how much you have to pay back the interest when the payments are due all those things uh-huh. you don't have any of that he just said here's 98 mary my good friend pay me back and you said okay right exactly okay the court in a case like this has the power to impose reasonable terms to the contract you got it? It, it? So if you there's no terms, you can't say, well, I don't have to pay you back because there's no terms. If he sues you, you're going to need a lawyer to file an answer. If he does, if you don't file an answer, he'll get a default judgment against you for $98,000. And w- let me ask you a question. You, what do you use this money for? As a payment on my house. And how much is your house worth now in today's market? About 75000 How much do you owe on the house? I, no, I have deed to the house. I have clear deed to the in house. In other words, if I wanted to buy the house, it's worth. I could, I could buy a house like yours next door to yours, the same house for $75,000, right? Yes. 
Yes. And you owe him $98,000. No, there, there's, let me explain. I've been making payments for four and a half years. How much do you owe him now? Well, according to my paperwork that I have done, a thorough paperwork, I've paid $34,000 to him, and he said that I still owe him 97000 The 34000 to you, does it include the interest he's paying? He's not paying on the... Uh, all the, I've made the payment. Look, look, look. I don't want to get into what you've paid him and what you don't. If he sues you, yes. you're going to owe him some money. And, and I think you would owe him the interest he's paying. He's not going to say, I borrowed money for my line of credit to give it to Mary, and she just has to pay me the 98000 and none of the interest I'm paying for the bank. At least you owe that too, right? I've been paying the interest. I've been paying it. All right. So when he sues you, you'll have to have, um, you'll have, to have all your stuff there. I have it. And, and then see what happens. It doesn't sound like you can refinance your house to get $98,000 out of it. You're not working? No, I have not been working for a year. I've been unemployed for a year looking for a job. You're probably judgment-proof. In other words, who knows what he can take from you. How old are you? I'm going to be 60 next week. You getting any pensions or anything? Nothing. Nothing. You poor lady. You and your friend are both getting shafted by this economy. If you were working, you'd be paying it back, right? Exactly. I don't know what to tell you. Wait and see what he does. Call him up and say, look, I'm trying to do everything I can. If you sue me, you sue me. But um, if he sues you, you call me back. Would you lend anybody $98,000? Give me a break. Who are you going to lend $98,000 to? Mo in Albany. How come you're calling a lawyer? Uh, thank you very much for taking my call. And hello to you. Hello. A few, uh, few weeks ago, I uh, lent my car to a friend of mine, and unfortunately, he ran into an accident, uh, and it was his fault. I have liability insurance on that car, and uh, the insurance company is not covering the other guy damages and tells me that uh, your insurance is not covering... It did not cover the driver. Your insurance is telling you they're not going to cover your friend that you lent the car to, Right. Uh, yes. This is Let me explain. I, I, your friend is what's called a permissive driver. Permissive driver. All of you, you're going to learn something you didn't know, so you better pay attention. Uh, a yeah. permissive driver is somebody, you know, you lend, you, you, your kid says, hey, can my, uh, let's say your daughter, Joanne, says, can I lend my, can I take a drive with a car and her boyfriend, Harry's driving, or you let your brother-in-law drive your car, whatever it means, you lend a car to a friend. Yes. The law says the insurance company has to cover that person at least for what they call the statutory minimum insurance. They have to cover them at least for 15000 for one person or 30000 for the accident, you know, for more than one person, 1530 and 5000 for property damage. How much damage did your friend do? About $3,000. They got to cover it. You tell them they have to cover him for the statutory minimum insurance limits. Okay, listen to me. Mo, yeah. Yeah. what your insurance company says doesn't make a lot of sense. You need to ask them why they're not treating your friend, write this down, as a permissive driver. Oh, does your friend have his own automobile insurance? Absolutely. His insurance should cover him for the damages he causes to other people and their automobiles also. In other words, your insurance, if you haven't, let's say you borrow your friend's car, and you have your own insurance, your insurance should cover you for an accident you cause in somebody else's car. Here's what I want to tell all of you. I didn't realize this till just before. Um, when you go look at your insurance policy, there's a difference. If 
it says we're not covering permissive drivers. They got to cover you for fifteen thousand, thirty thousand. If you lend your cars to a bunch of family members or something like that, you better make sure that they are going to cover permissive drivers. It's in the policy. In other words, they will cover you if you know if they agree or you pay a little extra. That they'll cover anybody who drives your car. But look at your policy. That's how you'll know what you got. I didn't even know that till today. Richard San Jose, how come you're calling a lawyer? Uh, well, basically, um, last month I got arrested for uh, DUI. How old are you? I am 26. Please go on. Um, I got stopped, and on the paper it says I have a BAC of .08. And basically I just need some advice because my court hearing is coming up very soon. So. You mean the cop checked the box that said .08? Yeah. Let, let me explain. When the cop marks the box on the citation, on the ticket, that says there's a blood alcohol content of 0.08, that doesn't mean... It's 0.08. It doesn't mean that. It means your blood alcohol was at least 0.08. Okay. And you're hearing, you're going to court when? Uh, Monday. Monday. It's an arraignment. It's like the zoo. The, okay, yeah. They're taking in 500, 600 cases. They've got to move them out. The DA hasn't read the file. The judge doesn't care. It's just move them out to another department when they can hear you when it slows down, right? Okay, gotcha. It's like intake in a clinic. <laughs> so what you should do is plead not guilty. Okay. And then you'll find out what your actual blood alcohol content was. Do you work? Do you have a job? Or are you unemployed? Uh, I'm currently unemployed. You uh, can qualify for a public defender. Okay. So ask for a public defender. You got time. You're not working. Slow this sucker down. Maybe it is point oh eight, and the public defender or a lawyer can convince somebody that really it should have been a point oh seven. They can get you a deal. Just don't plead guilty so fast. Okay, I got you. Got it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, hey Richard. Yes. What are you doing driving drunk? Don't you know better? I, I actually this time I don't. I, I actually am against it. You but, let me. How come when you got behind the wheel? Help us with this. You didn't think you were drunk, did you? Um, no, I thought I was fine. How much did you? Let's let's let's. All right, everybody, do the numbers here. How big are you, Richard? How tall and how much I, do you I'm, weigh? I'm a pretty short person, actually. How, how how tall are you? Five four. How much you weigh? Uh, about 130, 140. Okay. How much did you have to drink? No BS. Come on. I'm not the DA. How much did nobody? How much did you really have to drink up until the time you got busted? Over how much time? Um. Well, okay, let's see. Over maybe uh, two to three hours, I had maybe like eight mini shots, which is, which is equivalent to like maybe four shots. Four shots maybe over five. two hours. Maybe five shots. Five shots? You don't even remember. Vodka, right? Uh, Tequila, yeah. vodka. And stuff. Yeah. When you say and stuff, you mean a few beers and chasers too? Uh, chasers, yes. Um, not beer. I didn't drink beer. Uh, but beer and alcohol. So you, each can of beer is a shot. So you want to add six or seven shots. You smoke a little dope, too? No. Okay. Seems to me like you were over point oh eight. I mean, Think over so. two hours, five, six shots. Goodbye. <laughs> even even somebody who weighs 300 pounds would be over point oh eight. Okay, got Go it. look at your ticket. Talk to the public defender. Forget about getting off too easy. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a point one two or one three. Young people, they drink a lot nowadays. I don't feel drunk. I can drive. Want to hear my drunk story? My favorite drunk story when I was drinking, didn't get caught. One time I was so drunk, I got behind the wheel, and I drove home. It was a short drive. I drove home. This is what got me to realize I need to go to AA. I got in the car, and I drove home with my head out the window in one eye closed so I could focus. <gasps> Did he say that on the air? Rebecca in San Rafael. How come you're calling a lawyer, Rebecca? Hi. Um, I have a situation. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. 
um, I buy and sell classic cars, and um, I had a I had a 1970 Triumph TR6. That little and, two-door convertible, those cute mm-hmm. cars. I love that car. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah. I had it painted by a guy uh, that was referred to me, and um, he just seemed like a great guy. What I happened think, to the paint uh, job? It, um, it, it's nine months old. It cracked, and it bubbled all so over the whole car. How much did you pay for the paint job? Uh, 1700 Okay. So the guy who blew the paint job, is he willing to fix it? Uh, I took it up to him, and he said that he would charge me another $150 to color sand it. I took it to two different body shops. They told me it needed to be stripped. Yeah, I agree. You entered into a contract. Stay away from that guy. He'll take your money and do garbage. When you enter well, into a contract, you're entitled to the benefit of the bargain. And the bargain, you I'll give you 1700 bucks, and you're going to give me a paint job that's going to last for five or six years. Not what? How long has this been? Nine months. Yeah, not for nine months. What you need to do is first get a couple of estimates about how much it's going to cost to fix, you know, strip off that paint and give you a good paint job. Because that was your deal. I'm going to get a good paint job. Yeah. And then, and that's going to be probably more than 1700 bucks. But you got to keep in mind what he promised to give you. No matter, it doesn't matter how much he charged you. You didn't get it. And you can sue him in small claims court for the amount it's going to cost to fix the car so you'll have what he promised you. Even if it's five grand, you understand? Mm-hmm. Does the guy got any money or he operates out of his little garage or something? Well, he uh, he works on a ranch. He's got a whole setup out there on this, this ranch. You've got to sue him in small claims court. That's the only way you're going to get any satisfaction. Go get those estimates, fill out the small claims court papers, and you'll be set. Good show today. We knocked it out there. This this podcast is really working. Len at LenTillon.com is where you can send me an email. We read them at the end of the show. We answer lots of emails. If you send me a long 10-page legal complicated question, forget about it. I'm not answering that. But questions that you've got, things we've, you know, I've been doing radio for 23 years. Now we're doing podcasts. I've answered lots of questions. We can knock them out. Here's one from Helen. My 15-year-old daughter took under $20, under $20 of merchandise from a department store, shoplifting. They got their merchandise back, but they sent me a letter and they want us to pay $314.47. Do we have to pay? Look, I get this all the time. This is one of their ways to make a few bucks. If you're caught shoplifting, they can sue you and your daughter. She's a minor for up to $500. Um, They'd have to prove negligent. Uh, you know, they have to prove that you negligently supervised her. You don't have to worry too much. They can sue her. But the letters, I guarantee it from a lawyer in New York or Florida, some kind of collection mill doing collection work. They're allowed to sue. This doesn't mean you owe them the money. They could sue you in small claims court for up to $500 for shoplifting. They never do. Ignore the letter. Throw it out. Okay? I was on the radio for over 13 years. 20 years, actually. And I've only heard of one person who ever got sued for shoplifting, and that's because they got in a fight with the manager. Got it? Don't worry about it. You get that letter, just ignore it and throw it out. I am not condoning shoplifting. That's very self-destructive behavior. But there's no reason you've got to give those dummies another $500. Come back tomorrow. We do a live show Monday to Friday. Thank you.